Welcome to 10 Tech Entrepreneurs Nebraska. I'm Shauna Dorsey with the Nebraska Tech Collaborative and Intern Nebraska here with my special guest and no co-host, as you can see. I usually have a second person here to ask questions. Mike Smith. It's an exclusive today. It's an exclusive, yeah. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Mike, you have a very interesting origin story, like how you, how everything led up to Rebel Mill and all the stuff that you're working on. So let's start there and just share what you want and then we'll dig into it. Cool. I'll start with uh, where, how the Bay started, which okay. was kind of like my, ver my portion of the Rebel Mill contribution. Perfect. Um, in 2010, I was... I, yeah, I was a social worker. I learned that if you don't have a degree in social work. You were a social work, worker? Well, kind of. I learned this the other day. If you don't have a degree oh. in social work, <laughs> you can't call yourself a social worker. Okay. And I don't have a degree in social work. So I was like, so someone who identifies as a social worker in their oh, past. Okay. I did social-ish work in the past. <laughs> My title was like street outreach direct services or something. I worked with kids who were basically like at the line, at the margins in Lincoln. And part of my responsibilities is I was the judge of teen court. Mm -hmm. So these are kids who like already got in trouble for something and they wanted it off of their record. And so I'd sit and listen to kids for like every Tuesday, but it'd be like 10 kids a night and I'd hear their story, hear what happened. And I realized kids weren't bad. Like Nebraska kids are really bad at crime is what they're bad at. They can't get away with anything. They like, they would tell on themselves. They would always post it on Facebook. Like it was too, it was like, they weren't good at it. And so I realized they needed a place to go. And I didn't want to work with kids that were in trouble. Like I wanted mm -hmm. to work with kids way before that. And so I was 27 and I Googled how to start a nonprofit started the bay got some recycled ramps and asked all my friends dads who owned businesses to sit on the board and mm -hmm. they were kind of like an advisory ish sorry real board. quick can yeah. we back up to what is mm -hmm. a ramp of just a skate ramp skateboard okay, for ramps. anyone oh, who's not bad. into skateboarding yes. yes i always assume yes and so uh <laughs> i wanted to build a cool place where youth could do things that youth were excited about and so okay. skateboarding was going to be the hook that was going to be the thing so i got access to a bunch of skate ramps from uh a local nonprofit that had closed down so okay. Put the skate park in the mall because I thought parents will trust it there. They can mm. see it there. Kids can get to it there. And so we were in the mall for the first couple of years. And then kids got in trouble late. Like a couple kids, we couldn't stay open late because we had to close when the mall closed. Mm -hmm. okay. So kids got in trouble. And I was like, well, this is, we, we work for the kids, you know? And so we got out of the mall, got into a warehouse where we could open later. And then we opened later and the bay's open till late now on nights and weekends. And then... A kid said in like 2014, they were like skipping school to come to the Bay. And I was like driving some kid back trying to be like the responsible old guy and was like, mm -hmm. your principal is going to tell all these people and you can't skip school. And I was like, you got to think about the whole thing. And then the kid's like, oh, I wish we could just go to school at the Bay. Hmm. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, would they go to school at the zoo? Why can't we go to school at the Bay? And that was the first time I'd heard of this. And I didn't know that Lincoln Public Schools had focus programs. Hmm. And so, you know, fast forward to post pandemic life and we were able to get it together and we launched last year a public high school inside of the Bay called Bay High. And so it's a okay. partnership with LPS. And the the weekend we were out like celebrating the announcement, a kid came up to us and said, uh, he was like, the Bay's great. And I went through it and I did skate for change. And he's like, but it didn't save me. Like skateboarding didn't save me. And he's like, we don't have any skills. And he's like, I need to learn things. And so that's why we launched our gap year program mm -hmm. so that we've kind of created this new program for 18 to 24 year olds that's like aimed at teaching them it's pathways to get to where you want to go without having to go to college. And sure. so giving kids out, a lot of like the kid we met outside yeah. kids doing code school and things like that. So, right. um, yeah, the whole goal, but anyway, my contribution to the whole thing was really just, I was a social worker and I think I kind of just kept listening to the kids and then we just kept pushing away at it. That's really cool. So, um, lots of questions, but before we get into that, we're going to do a quick promo for liquid death, which is water, hey. not beer, even though it looks like it. 
This is this or flavor is called drink. convicted melon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it melon flavored water? Yeah, it's just water. It's they're one of their slogans is relax. It's just water. Right. Or murder your thirst or recycle or die. <laughs> like those are, those, those are the tagline. Murder your thirst. Yes, they're here to help you hydrate. Okay. Um, but yeah, water in a can. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Okay. Good. Just wanted to call mm-hmm. that out. Yep. Um, okay. So <laughs> the bay originally skate park connecting kids and yep. a safe place to go. Yep. Launched a high school. Yep. Then gap year. Correct. Amazing. And so um, what's your ultimate goal with all of this? I think for us, well, we're right now we're trying to scale to Omaha. That's mm-hmm. no secret. So we're actively trying to get ourselves into Omaha and working hard at that every day. And so I think for us, it's really two goals. One, you know, the kids take our jobs and we're starting to see that program kids that go through the whole thing, go to Bay High, go to Gap Year. They're on staff at Bay now. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's that goal. And then for me, it really is. I think this is like a blueprint. Like how many can we do? How many communities would a Bay make sense or have an impact? And I think it's a lot. And there's how many YMCA's are in Omaha alone, you know? And like, I think about that all the time. It's like, we are similar to that as a community center. And so where the Bay really is at its best is if kids can walk to it or get to it and have access to it every single day without mm-hmm. having to have transportation be a barrier. Yes. And so the more we can be in the communities that we want, you know, to serve, I think the, right. yeah, the more I just, I get romantic about how many we can open. I get romantic about the YMCA and their journey and how they mm-hmm. got to where they got to. And so that's, that's what I would always answer is how many of these can we do? That's cool. And also like meeting people where they are, right? Because not everyone's path is the same. I often, mm. I know that, you know, when people meet us, maybe sometimes they think that, oh, it's a linear thing and they just reach this quickly because we happen to look young. But I'm like, no, I've been at this for quite a while. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're older than we look. Yeah, we're older than we look. No, I think, yeah, I I feel like there's there's nothing cooler than seeing that light bulb go on for a young person when it's their journey. Yeah. And it's something we would have never thought of. It's a way they, they see it their way and they punch into the world the way that they do. And when they go for it, it's so cool. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I get the most excited about. Yeah. Seeing those things come to life. That's fantastic. And I think just being us as a community, for sure, let's just start with that. Be more flexible about the ways that people reach those ends, mm-hmm. endpoints. And yeah. some, that endpoint's a starting point for another thing, right? But just, um, I don't know, being more open to just different pathways. So I, I think businesses are saying we want to hire, you don't have to have a degree to work here. Yes. And they're trying to lower the bar and like go more skills based. Exactly. Yes. But so, I, there still needs to be the process built. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these companies haven't said, but if so do this, this and this, and you can work here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the, the place where young people can get this, this or that skill is necessarily established yet outside of the traditional college. Fair. And those means that's where like a code school and some of these things is incredible. But with gap year, which we have like five pathways, it's okay. music, yes, entrepreneurship, fashion, uh, like web and coding, and then, um, boy, I'm skipping one music. Uh, oh, photo and video. Okay. And so these are these are you know things that you can get skills at, but mm-hmm. they they exist in the business world as we see it today. This podcast yes. is a lot of those jobs exist just to make this podcast happen. Marketing departments are getting more creative. Mm-hmm. Marketing departments are realizing they have to hire creative agencies to run some of their social media because they don't know how to do those things. And that's where our kids are really strong. And so (laughs) it's just trying to show them that there's so many cool ways you can get into the industry, but they need that stamp of approval. And that's what we hope gap year is. If they say, Hey, I took a gap year at the Bay. I did these pathways. We can be that stamp of approval. That's where we're trying to create those sort of pathways. And so 
we're starting, but yeah. it's at the start for sure. Fair. Okay. So let's talk about, so I'm going to bring up an, a topic that came up in a different conversation recently. It was today, but I liked to say today, today is relative. Totally. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. So um, a question came up about how to help young people who haven't had a lot of professional experience develop those like um, crucial conversation skills, the yeah. uh, productive conflict. Mm -hmm. How do, how are you guys approaching that? I think, and shameless plug for you, it's coming through internships mm -hmm. and that's the way like kids mm -hmm. need their first job and they need to fail safely and yeah. they need to have those conversations in a way where maybe their actual paycheck isn't on the line, mm -hmm. you know, because if it's hard, a kid doesn't always understand the no call, no, the power in a no call, no show, the yeah. power of it and what that does or appropriate workplace conversation. Yes. We had a kid get a job at a, with a partner and got let go pretty quick because he didn't understand the power of workplace conversation. Mm -hmm. And so they need a safe place to learn those things. So through gap year, we're trying to hire them as our interns and then we place oh, them okay. in these internships, but we get to work with them and talk with them. And so okay. we have a, a coffee shop where we can have these conversations or they art and thrift is a vendor market that we have where kids get to, they run the booth. They, they get to sell their own thrifted gear, whatever they come up with, but we get to talk with them about the mm -hmm. process and what are you doing with the revenue, like things like that. But I would, I would put it back on uh, the internship process yeah. and giving, you know, junior skate school instructor, you know, giving them micro doses of yes. what the workforce is like and then coaching them along the way. No, you're right. Because the only way they learn that is through experience. Like I mm -hmm. tell you, I was a rough around the edges oh. years and years yeah, yeah. ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> and same, but you know, better. And it's just a, ref a refinement process, but you only get that through exposure and mm -hmm. experiences where you're like, okay, I'm learning, I'm adapting. So yep. fair. But I like that you're doing it in a safe setting where it's like you work for us and then we deploy you out. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We've realized businesses, it's hard for the business to hold the internship yep. sometimes and they don't always know what to do. So we work on projects with them, but then it gives us a chance if a kid's, if it's not working out well, or if the kid needs a little more coaching, yep. we have the time with them to do it. That's cool. So we're out of time. This is a fast 10 minutes, well, but y'all be happy to know. And I'm just going to say this on the air so that Mike's committed. <laughs> um, but Mike and I will be hosting or co-hosting yes. a pod podcast for Intern Any Powered by Nebraska going forward, where we'll talk about these topics and how mm -hmm. to create great experiences for your interns, how as an intern to be a great intern, because that's important to you. You do own the response, some of the responsibility here. Yeah. But yeah, just all of that and bringing in interns to talk about lessons they've learned and business partners and all that stuff. So that's coming. Can't wait. Yeah, it'll be good. Mm -hmm. Thank you.